Street Fighters. Tonight's the night for a Sunday street fight. It's the call-in show. I'm sure you're glad to hear our wonderful voices once again, um, because we are here for all of you. That's why we do it. And if you want to talk to us about shit we talked about on the show, if you got a story to tell, uh, any reason you want to call, we'll listen. Uh, we, I am a little bit rude with the hanging up, so we're skating on thin ice. But I mean, 90% of people, I think, uh, have a good call. And if you want to do that, the number to dial is 614-655-3887. Um, and jump on it. Jump on the phone. It's telephone. It's not just a computer. It's also a telephone. And you can uh, call us tonight. Street Fight. My name is Brett. My co-host is Brian. We've been doing this for 11 years now. We are the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We're coming to you from Columbus, Ohio. And airing live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Radio, but also live an old school way on the real radio. If you're in Columbus, Ohio, WCRS LP FM uh, 98.3 or 92.7, whatever works for you. It's try them out, both of them, add it to your dial. If you're curious, if you're like wasted um, in the middle of the night and you're sitting in your car and you're, you're not driving it at all, uh, but you're just listening to music and you just want to randomly hit that WCRS, uh, you will be surprised. If you're hungover, um, if you find yourself up uh, too early, WCRS is has a cure for what ails you. Always good stuff on there. And check it out at WCRSFM.org. Um, that was that was like one of my longest ones ever I got really I, I don't know about that i think it was a shorter one actually because okay. i wasn't ready to talk yet and my body right. like adjusts to things so i was like oh I'm, it's talking time so uh-huh. i'm talking now though man what a day i got so much work done today brett and that doesn't just mean legos uh oh wow this, this fucking rain right uh-huh it fucking saved me because I've been really? mis I so last night I'm I'm hanging around the house and uh uh I checked to see how long the three movies I have to watch are. I have three movies left for the uh reboot series. Um I did not the first three I watched were an hour and a half. Not too bad, right? We're talking yeah. like nothing's an hour and a half these That's days. It's a TV show. That's a yep. season finale of a, like a a drama TV show next three movies two hours or over and i was like mother fucker and then i got up and it was raining today i'm like i gotta get two of these out of the way i'm gonna get two of these motherfuckers out of the way just sit and watch them and i did and uh feeling pretty strong after watching robocop and um what's up the total recall remake which is like golly this is a this is a problem with the world is that total recall movie actually is what i think that that's the yeah. whole problem with the entire world it's more like totally <laughs> forgot <laughs> the same no. for bobocop nope the one that's forgotten dude is the one i have to watch last and that is conan the barbarian nobody that fucking one knows rocks about that. that one rocks jason momoa <laughs> yeah it, it's so good it starts in the beginning like he's born in the middle of a fucking war like his dad <laughs> grabs him by the ankles and like bites the fucking umbilical cord um i love that movie when it came out i've seen all the originals by the way somebody yeah, said you gotta watch sick. the original these are all movies i i mean i the, i mean total recall with arnold schwarzenegger truly 
one of my favorite movies ever made from a very young age when when you know right when it came out on vhs i was like i fucking love that movie and and the new total recall nothing like that yeah total recall kind of soured in my house because i rented the video game for nintendo from the like the video game store and uh it was so fucking hard uh, i couldn't even play it i had it for like a week and i was immediately just couldn't do anything i was way too young it was a horrible game my dad tries playing it and my dad actually uh, now that i think about it like he had a commodore 64 and like an atari and shit up in the attic he always had video games but he got so fucking pissed he like slinged the box across the room <laughs> well and then, I mean, so then i was like fuck that movie too there's a lot of games that are like especially games oh, based back on then it was yeah basically games based on movies and and like they would not just like you said it's hard and i i, I think for people that might not know not not hard in a way of like oh gee i can't you know figure out all these puzzles in this game hard as in like it's impossible to play <laughs> right like the controls to... don't work there's a lot of cut scenes it's like only fuck. the person that made it can play it yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely that is true but yeah i i loved uh i loved total recall the the arnold schwarzenegger one because it's so crazy looking it's like very technicolor lot, lots of colors and sure and like uh uh arnold schwarzenegger is insane in it i mean arnold schwarzenegger yeah. was cool and e was crazy in every movie he did like his acting choices were incredible i know he then. was just like garbling he was like a freight train <laughs> of just garbled <laughs> it's so good <laughs> yeah it was and he always looked crazy he's always doing like so much with his face which like you don't appreciate I, I guess like I don't know that much about acting, but I know that like when some I know that I can see when somebody makes a crazy decision and that's like my favorite thing. I watched this damn thing yesterday. This this Jerry and Marge go large movie, which was kind of like a sitcom feeling movie, I guess. But it was about Is this that like couple the, that Barb and Marge that movie or Barb. Oh, no, I watched that. I, I that was it's funny. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Yeah, no, Carmen this Star. was this was actually uh, Jerry and Marge go large based on a true story uh, about okay. this mathematician guy that gets like laid off at Kellogg's and uh, he works for Kellogg's. He works there for over 40 years, this guy. Uh -huh. And uh, but he's a math guy. He's just like, I know all this shit about math or whatever. And um, he they, he retires and they they are just like you're retiring bro it's like that kind of movie where the old guy is like it's brian oh, cranston and they're great. like no he doesn't want to retire but he is retiring and i think my favorite part of it it wasn't a very good movie but the best part is at his retirement party he's kind of bummed out and his family uh got him a fishing boat and he's like do i like do i like fishing <laughs> like yeah you took me fishing once and like you could tell he doesn't like fishing and he doesn't know how to use a boat and i was like oh that is that's too far in uh dad yeah. experience yeah that's a rich person's problem <laughs> yeah. to be grumpy about getting a boat yeah um, so, i so he probably has enough money for the lessons yeah but that is it is also those like yeah an old man he's like i've worked 
I work for 23 out of 24 hours of the day and now I got to hang out with y'all. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So he, he, yeah. he listens, he's sitting at a, a, this movie's insane, Brett. He's sitting at a convenience store drinking his coffee in his small upper peninsula town in Michigan. And which I was like, oh, I was just there. That's kind of neat. You know, when you've been somewhere in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know that I know what it's like there, <laughs> but I got mad because it didn't look like it. So I Googled uh, where it was filmed and it was Georgia. And I was like, yeah, I knew it. It didn't look nothing like it didn't look nothing like the UP, which is I something the, I know about now. Yeah, not the Michigan in your heart. It's up north. Okay up north what they call it up there uh this motherfucker is sitting in a place he hears the guy at the counter describe to another guy the lottery game okay. like a mega millions version of it that's called like windfall where like it it something happens where it triggers a thing so brian cranston figures out how to hack the lottery and win every time not you know the jackpot but as in like he figures out how many tickets you would have to play to make more than your money back this is a very true story too he's a mathematician and it really uh, happened this that's what they say they say this really fucking happened right and so he incorporates he turns into a business an llc his we're an investment group and he re vitalized his town with it like everybody in town is like giving him money and he's going to massachusetts because the games in massachusetts massachusetts he's going there and he's spending 11 days a month going through tickets and cashing them in and then the whole town just gets taken care of you know they're all making money okay. and then some son of a bitch kid from harvard also figures it out and tries to take it away from them and uh that was the only part i like is like that the bad guy was just some harvard kid who also figured it out and had the resources to try to take him out of the game but i like kind of liked it because i liked the fact that like somebody hacked the lottery yeah we talked about it yeah made me feel good to know that there is actually a a way to do it and it was a based on if it you was, see it you can be it if you dream it just believe it yeah it was it. based on a newspaper story where the newspaper lady was trying to get him in trouble too you know she was like oh i found out this is all going on i was like why are you telling oh yeah hush up. Telling? golly hush up he was making like fifteen thousand dollars a month on it it's not like oh he's breaking God. massachusetts you know yeah, what i mean peeling off a bit Peeling 15 off a for that's all well that's the first time and then like oh, oh. the more you play the more you win right uh, so then yeah, he's got the more you get caught he's in town telling people like i'll sell you shares uh he's like i'll sell you shares so each person gives him 500 dollars, and then he pays them out after it's over and and like so then everybody in town's like driving corvettes and opening ice cream stores and shit like that I don't know if that part's true. I just know that a, an old man hacked the lottery and uh, made a shitload of money for his I, town. I think Brian Cranston is going to be our Clint Eastwood. Like he's like the one that's going ahead and trying to feel all the worst feelings and talking about how miserable it is to be an old man.
or whatever. He looks so old in that movie. I don't know if they aged him uh-huh. with with uh, CGI or whatever, because I know this movie used a ton of CGI. Because one of the reasons I want to tell you about it is uh, they show the Harvard kid's dorm room. And he's sitting in there doing something, and then motherfucker CGI'd a poster on his wall. No, like there, was, there was a CGI Matrix poster on his wall. And I oh was Lord. like, why would you even do that? <laughs> why not just put a fucking poster on the wall? Yeah, they didn't want to pay. They didn't want to pay. Their people were working eighteen hours a day. They didn't want to ask him to do nineteen. I think Brian Cranston. Like he's gonna be Walter White again sometime in the next month. We're gonna see oh, him yeah. uh-huh. show up on Saul finally. So that's okay. kind of exciting for everybody. But Better Call Saul has gotten so weird because everybody's so much older that like it's a prequel. But Mike looks like he's about to fucking if he takes one stiff fall, he's dead. You know, sure. uh, Gus looks older. Everybody just looks a little bit like way older and then i'm like trying to suspend my disbelief and not complain about it but i still like really want to complain about it yeah <laughs> right i got some news for you too real quick uh, another thing that we were checking out this week on hulu there is a victoria's secrets like the abercrombie and fitch documentary but for victoria's secret uh-huh and it's about les wexner and Jeffrey uh-huh. Epstein and like that whole thing. So much Columbus in this movie. Just so Ooh. much. And the new Albany police. I mean, they should close them down like Uvalde. What was going on out there? Oh, like, yeah. It was a payoff. Man. Yeah. Gang. It, it's hilarious because what I wanted to tell you about was like they talk about that. There is a part of the second episode of this thing that is basically all about New Albany. And yeah, um, that's awesome. It's wild because they say the shit that our parents and grand, like that the people that are older and our families have said, you're like, oh, he bought his own land and he turned it into New Albany and now it's just a place for him. But they, they say it and then they play audio of him saying that's what he was doing. Sure. But did, did they talk about the moving the, the Christian radio station light? Not yet. No. I mean, that had to happen recently though, right? I mean, the early 2000s. Yeah, because I remember before it being that, there when I worked out there. 90s. Yeah. Well, no, it was out there when I still worked out there. He made him change the direction of the cross. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I so that it would that. be two-dimensional from his house because it was in a three-dimensional orientation from his house. And they were, he was just like, can you tilt that to the side? Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody in the chat, Rock Monster, said I should watch The Anarchist on HBO. I was actually telling Brett about this. Uh show about anarcho-capitalists that i think went and ruined acapulco yeah sounds interesting i think we should do maybe do a video watch i think we should watch it we should we should Um, we should you know what's funny is um talking about the beginning of that that uh brian cranston movie um i've been buying like a whole bunch of shit from real estate auctions and i mean i love it so much i'm addicted to it i really like learning about shit but i've had so many things go through my hand it's kind of shocking like I had a Barbie furniture that was made in the USA that was in the 80s. And there was like a belt buckle from the 90s. And there's like model kits and there's so much glass and all this other stuff. 
And like, I real I didn't realize how much a kick in the teeth NAF NAFTA was, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, for just shutting, getting rid of anything being made here. Yeah. Um, they used to make shit here like a while ago, like, like not very long ago in the grand scheme of things. They did used to like kind of make stuff here. Yeah. I mean, Zanesville is so huge for pottery. Um, and there's like so many cool lamps and vases and stuff that's just like sitting in grandma's basements and shit. That's way mm -hmm. better than just going to buy a fucking Joanna Gaines like shit from Target. Uh, people yeah, should I mean, go. It, people should it, go through their grandparents' basements, right? Like, yeah, I know for me, it was like both of my grandparents when they died. I was just like, I don't give a rat's ass what they have, and I never even went and looked at their house while people were picking it over and stuff like that. But uh, my parents did like get their hands on a bunch of stuff. And then they, I've talked about this on the show before. <laughs> they gave me the family silverware that was like, I don't know why my family would even have family silverware. This had to be something from, you know, way before my parents. And then I was like, you take care of that. It'll be worth something. I fucking had every bit of it melted down. It was worth buying groceries for one week. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's what most of it is. Yeah, but like people buy it by the pound. They don't really buy it to like restore it. If it's if it's like if it's your grandma who pretended to be fancy and never took care of it, it's just better being melted down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't even know what it is. You know, my parents gave me Thomasville furniture for my bedroom and they were like, hey, take good care of this Thomasville furniture. I'm like, I don't fucking know what Thomasville means. And uh you know, it's all scratched up now, but I think you can fix that. You can fix all that stuff. You know, you can yeah, buff it out and paint it again. You don't Shit do like well that. with nice things. You're not, gen you're not light. You don't have a light enough touch to have like, you know, pretty or beautiful things. I don't know why they fucking would give me. I don't, half the time, I just can't even figure out why they would like trust me with silver. Like to give me silver. They're probably giving you money. They were just giving you money. Well, I mean, no, because when was. my grandma died, I've talked about it. I inherited money from her, $400. I inherited right. $400. And they, I mean, gave, they know you didn't have a fucking curio cabinet. They, they, like, no. they, were, they were just giving it to you because you would do the, go to the trouble of getting it melted down, probably. They didn't want to do it. Yeah, I hope not. Because I hope, like, that's the thing. I'm like, if I die before them, they're going to find out. And they're going to be really mad about this, is what I, yeah. I hope doesn't happen. So I'm going to try to die after my parents die is my goal. One of them. One of several goals. Uh -huh. Try to die after my parents. <laughs> okay. <That's, laughs> then there are other people goals. are shooting for that. Well, not most people. I mean, well, most people are shooting for that, but there are a lot of people that aren't. Um, I don't know what that. I don't know. I, I'm confused by that one. Yeah. So uh, people can come and look at my Legos, but don't fucking sell these Legos when I die. Hey, I'm going to fucking yell down the stairs right now not to sell my Legos when I die because these actually, are important to me. Let me tell you, actually, let me tell you um, uh, some real deal advice uh, is if you should tell your grandparents and your parents if they do have a collection of shit that you think is worthless, it just looks like old cups to you. Um, get there, make sure they like write down what they have and like the total value of everything. Cause a lot of that shit gets pitched and you could have like a vase that only 10 of them were made and it's worth 10,000 bucks. Yeah. My grandma had mad jelly 
cup things like that the jelly came in with like cartoons on it see that, you had a bad you don't have a you had a hillbilly grandma you didn't have like a rich grandma i'm going through did. rich people's estate i'm going through like people that are world travelers like people that have real skulls either was a real human skull there's like all of these ancient artifacts on there why do they have a real skull because i mean if i had the money i would have bought it if i would have had my stimulus check i would have bought it i mean it was a good deal <laughs> went for nine cool. went for 990 and they're worth like about 15. yeah yeah that is so what the skulls are worth 15 1500 yeah. and yeah. how many skulls are out there why are there fucking skulls out there they're not allowed to make new ones like it's verified it's like <laughs> medical it's like medical stuff is what it's called it's like a medical training device so you're allowed to freely sell old skulls in, in the oh. united states well it's i made a new weird. one i made a new one like what? in 2004 but she's still alive so you can't use the skull yet oh right you want to get <laughs> down payment on it yeah put a down payment you can have her skull if something happens i guess um yeah yeah that's crazy that is crazy that people are selling skulls out there i, I don't know if i like that yeah, there's an art. There's a lot of art. There's a lot of fun stuff. But yeah, I mean, a lot of it does seem like this is garbage. And then you realize some fucking statue is like some guy in Tennessee just makes bear statues and people are obsessed with them and they'll pay $100 for them. And you, you just will throw it in the Goodwill bag, you know? It's crazy. I think everything's garbage. That's what's the thing is like, I've been trained. I've trained myself through my whole life to just be like every extra thing I have in my house is trash and it should be thrown away, but I don't have time to do it and I don't get to it. But you live like max consumer lifestyle where everything is just replaceable and nothing is built to last. And these are things that are, have like survived a hundred years or decades and were made by like, I mean, the thing about, I just think about like the people like there was so much glass made in Ohio and pottery and plates and all this shit. And like, now we have gigantic uh, ships driving just like endless amounts of plates over and over again. Yes. Um, and they, and they, the thing about it is they all have like, is they don't just like make a new plate like every year, they don't just come up with new designs. They have like standard designs. So like, if you break something, you can just go online and get one cup. You're back to your 12 serving or eight serving. It's fucking sweet. I love it. Yeah, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with like the manufacturing of it all. Um, I like the history of yeah, I guess consumer products and a lot it's, of. Sorry, go ahead. Andrew. No, no, go for it. I was going to well, say something stupid. Oh, that's fine. It was just uh, I don't know. It's just interesting that like uh, how how big Ohio was in like making like uh, fancy pants glass for like middle class people to put in their house and and feel like they're somebody, you know. And Longenberger, we made baskets here too, yes. brother. Yeah, those are nice too. I mean, they're all those are worthless. Most of the baskets are worthless. If you have anything that isn't a basket, like if it's a bell, if it's a planter, if it's a mini version of a big basket, the real baskets are like worth almost nothing unless they have like all the accoutrements or unique it's, colors. My wife has been to, you know, she goes to to yard sales a lot and I think every time she's ever been to a yard sale, she buys a picnic basket. <laughs> <laughs> somebody oh, sees, yes. sees, sees a picnic basket oh, yeah. she's like we're gonna need that picnic basket and i'm like i'll never eat a picnic ever i had a picnic in fucking the 90s and then that's the last picnic i had and i said never again never another picnic in my whole life 
But they all, I mean, they all want you to get that. The one with the wood tops, you're talking about the wood lid. And then yeah, it, we has got one like, of those. it has like a cheese knife and a butter knife and a cream knife and like a million extra utensils. Yeah, we got one. A little plank of wood. Yeah. It's goofy. That's so goofy. My parents, like one year, my parents were like, we're going to go to Florida, but there's five of us, right? So like nobody in the world can afford to go to Florida with five kids. I just don't even know like how they ever thought that they would be able to do that, you know? And I was excited because like, I get out there on the road and I'm like, man, I fucking love like, I fucking love uh, uh, truck stops and stopping at restaurants and getting, you know, stopping at a Stuckies, man. Oh, did I want to stop at every Stuckies I saw? And I just loved it. And they fucking motherfuckers made fried chicken in the oven, by the way. They didn't even fry the shit. They, my parents never fried a thing in their life. Uh, they made fried chicken and they put it in a Tupperware in a cooler and then pulled over and were like, we're going to have a picnic. And it was fucking cold chicken. And then like a bunch of like, you know, stuff I don't like, like potato salad and stuff like that. And I was just like that day, I was like, I'll fucking never do a picnic again. I don't care. You know, I'm going to pay for food at a Stuckey's when I'm on the road from now on. And I have every time I've never packed another picnic in my life. Yeah. I was going to say, if I had five kids, we would never go to any restaurants. I know we, they I, wouldn't even know what that I would say when you're older, if you want to explore having people make food for you, but I cannot afford to, to ever eat out with five kids. No way. No, no, I they didn't take us out. Be very sh much. Everybody's sharing one plate. I'm already sharing. I me and my, me and my daughter just get one meal now and just share it for most Chinese and Indian places. So yeah, they uh, took us out every now and then, but most of the time what they did, this is the most brutal thing you can do to your kids. And I want to tell everybody out here, you got more than one kid. You, you just, they would go out to dinner and, uh, they would fill the freezer with five chicken pot pies from the freezer like the the 49 cent and 49 cents at the time you could get them that's a bird's full eye? ass no not even bird's eye uh I, I mean people might know this if they know my or mega brand it was just called okay. mega right and uh they would they would buy us each a generic soda and then give us each a fucking pot pie and then they would take off and they would go eat at a steakhouse and we'd all be sitting at home eating pot pies. And I haven't had a pot pie since I, since the nineties because of that, because it was just like, this is so unfair. You know, it's like, you're fucking, you made me and yeah. now you're going to make me eat fucking chicken pot pie. I should be eating fucking good. And you should be eating a chicken pot pie. And then that's what I did with my kid, which then I also find to be unfair. <laughs> You never made your kid eat a fucking chicken pot pie. No, I'm life. saying I made myself eat the chicken pot pie while she ate the good food. Oh, yeah. You put yourself last. <laughs> yeah, I put myself <laughs> last. Yeah, 69 cent frozen pot pies. Yes, my parents uh, uh, my parents would make us eat these fucking pot pies. And, and I just, I just, I can't, I can't ever look at, I can't, I don't want to go to somebody's house that's making fresh pot pies because I don't want to smell pot pie it, it like ugh, messes with my face makes me feel bad to even think about so um we well i um wow that was a lot um well fuck. you know i lost oh i lost it as soon as you fucking <laughs> as soon as you stopped
start crying about a chicken pot pie? Yeah. Oh, I remember now. Um, I ha I have the same intuition though. So does Jamie, and so does Adam. Um, Brandon's a weirdo, but we all of all of us, whenever we go to like the amusement park, I go to the movie theater. I pay for popcorn. Like I, I think it's like. I know it's fun. To, it feels cool to sneak it in and everything, but like I'm proudly paying $12 for popcorn because yeah. I had to sneak it in when I was a kid. My parents brought it in. We didn't have any, yeah, we didn't do any of that shit. So now I ball out wherever I go. I'm like, oh, is that a balloon for $16? I have the money. I'll pay for it. Yeah. My parents would take us to the movies and we weren't allowed to sneak anything in, but we also weren't like allowed to have anything. Yeah. That, see, that's fucked up. Be I mean, my parents broke the wall. My dad, my dad would not pay for that shit. Oh, my parents, dude, I'll tell you what, my parents didn't break any laws and, and I'm talking about any, if, if they had, if I had snuck candy into the movie theater when I was with them, I'd be in trouble and they'd probably tell on me. I'll bet you they would fucking tell on me like he's sneaking candy in. You know what I mean? Because they just, my parents were like, you know, when you talk about, you talk about like, uh, I don't know, senior skip day, right? Where every uh -huh. senior skipping, my parents wouldn't call me in to skip. They're like, no, because you you skipped the rest of the year. I did, but they didn't know that, and oh. uh, yeah, they didn't know that because I had girls write me notes or whatever for your but like parents. Oh, for the teachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would because like if you say it's your mom and well, this was my all right, everybody. Uh, this is gonna sound really bad now but back then it didn't uh uh if you're a dude you have a girl write you a note and say she's your mom and if you're a girl you have a dude write your note and say that's your dad because they got you know dude and girl handwriting and that's how we that's like that was the philosophy at uh that was the philosophy at, at groveport high school with with everybody it was like uh you have the opposite gender because then the people at the attendance office can't be like but that looks like a man's handwriting and you're a man. So that's how I did it. I have girl handwriting. Um, I've had several people say, oh, Erica filled out the card. And I was like, no, I write clearly and bubbly. Excuse me. I do not. I cannot. I cannot. Everything's thin and sticky with me like sticks. Everything I, have, I write is a stick. Yeah, I have my stenographer handwriting for myself, which is mostly just shapes of things I'm thinking about. <laughs> barely words yeah i mean my parents were just my parents were really really like law they were like as law abiding they were so i'll tell you this they were so law abiding that when i was 18 how law abiding my, were they yeah when i was 18 uh me and my friends used to hang out in the street in front of our house growing up uh, every night and just get high and smoke cigarettes and, and, you know, fuck around out there, chat, have a good time after curfew. If we were too loud, my parents would call the police on us. Like they oh would call God. the police. On yeah. I swear to God, I swear way more than one time, like several times. Yeah. They're like we're calling the police on you. And it's like, it's, I'm your son. And they're like, I know when I'm going to call the police on you, you're all in trouble. Yeah, so they're, it's not that they're just like, don't want to break the law. They're working with the police. Yeah. They're, hard they're civilians working. on patrol. Yeah. It was crazy. I, I still think about them calling the police on us multiple times, and I just 
I can't even fucking believe. Like, you hear about this stuff happening, and it doesn't happen as much anymore because people know the police will shoot you if you're developed, if you show any sign of like trauma or anything like that, they'll just shoot you. But back then, it was like people's parents would just call the police on them if they got too out of control. You know, like these goddamn kids are out of control. I'm just going to call police on you. I mean, you were the criminals in the neighborhood, so I don't know if it's that's all the way true. I mean, I, my, I, I think I did have one friend's parents that would call the police on us when we were like shooting fireworks or <laughs> skating too loud or set a ramp up outside or play music too loud. Yes. It only happened once or twice, I guess. Oh, it happened. It happened once or twice a month when I lived out, my parents moved out of the neighborhood. So we'd stop hanging out in front of the house. Like they were like, we got to get the fuck out of here. These kids are not going to stop hanging out in front of this house. So they, yeah. we, they ended up moving and then the whole we're thing on. happened. But so, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's, well, um, let's take some phone calls, man. Yeah. If you got some family trauma to share, please. Hey, somebody, somebody call in if their parents ever called the police on them for something funny. Oh, yes. Yeah, funny. good idea. Not sad stuff. Don't, if you tell us you call the police for something sad, then, you know, that'll be sad. It won't be as fun. But yeah. And uh, thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Oh, am I on? Hello? Yes, yeah, you are. You. Who this? Oh, hey, it's uh, Ken down in Athens, Ohio. What is up? How's it going? Athens. Oh, it's going all right. Yeah, down down in the old A town. I, I like it any... down there. I like it down there, but I don't yeah. quite understand it. Like, I've only been there a couple times. Like, I have friends that used to go down there and party a lot. I don't know if it's still like a party place like it was back then. No, uh, or if they've ruined it. That's all it exists for. It's a drinking town. Still, it's only for right. drinking. That's the only reason that Athens exists. I feel like I want to yeah, go well, down I'm, there. I'm calling and in because you want to go see ahead. What? I'm sorry. I just want to see what it's like when people well, are partying. I've only been there during the day, ever. Um, oh, dude! I mean, people are partying. Everyone's it's gonna the fucking worth. <laughs> yeah, everybody you're gonna feel really awkward because everyone's gonna be 18 to 22. Just wait until like Gwen invites you to like dad's weekend and you can go drink with everybody. You're it they it's it happens anywhere there's a college. Mm, well, my daughter has decided oh, God, that, it's uh, gonna be terrible. Ohio State is probably where she's gonna go, so she ain't fucking going nowhere. I don't even know their song. Do they have a song? <laughs> Hang on Sloopy? Hang on Snoopy. No, it's not Hang On Sloopy. It's Carmen, Ohio, which I never learned the lyrics to. They made us sing it at graduation, but I didn't know the words, so I just mouthed it because I figured, you know, there's a whole bunch of people graduating singing Carmen, Ohio. Sure. So uh, it's that song. That song, too. The oh, yeah. Song. It's like, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I remember. I hate. I I I could not tell you how much I hate. Well, okay, this is going to be mean, and I know about a million people that listen to the show probably played in a band. I can't stand marching band music. I think Ooh, it's the, worst. the worst kind of music. Yeah, I never heard a good marching band song <laughs> ever. Not one, and sometimes they'll be like, "Hey, the marching band's playing a Rage Against the Machine song," and you're like, "Yeah, but it sounds like a fucking marching band doing it." Yeah, there's a bunch of fucking tubas and shit. Like, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't want to hear that now. <laughs> yeah, 
So, uh, okay. What, what were you calling for? I keep cutting you off. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. I, I was calling to see what you guys think it takes to be a good boss. Cause I've got an employee. I run a small farm here. I've got one employee and I feel like I do the best job I can, you know, and like I pay them, you know, it's like 12 bucks under the table, which is fantastic for down here. That's and, funny. you know, I give them, mm-hmm. I give them all the beers, all the beers they want. I, okay. I share a, a building with a distillery. So like, you know, I'll, I'll buy them a couple expensive ciders, you know, once or twice a week, maybe. And okay. Get them some mm. good booze or, and you know, they can help weed you and smoke weed all they want, but like, wh- yeah, I can help you. I know what it takes. Uh, do you flip out if they can't come to work? That's a fucking big one. Oh, fuck no. Like if they need to take the day off, do you just have an absolute fucking conniption or, or do you, do you say like, okay, here's what I think it makes a good boss. Sometimes this is, here's one good one, right? Is they're allowed they can call in stick and they don't get questioned about it that i don't like i didn't like ever getting questioned about it oh no um if, how, if they even say like they're, how long like, i'm gonna be two hours how, late i'll just be like oh fantastic that's great see ya how long are these people working for you how many hours it's like two days a week seven hours a day maybe okay it's really just All like right. an extra job for the guy that works for me. That's nice um, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, table is good money for sure. 12 under the table is good. I think. Well, it's equal to DoorDash. Yeah, right. It's not good, but it's equal to DoorDash. Um, uh, for sure. I mean, after, after DoorDash and you fucking up your car, you're making about 13 bucks an hour, 15 bucks an hour. Um, overall. So, mm, okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's really about quality of life shit for me. But also maybe also like instead of buying, just give them money instead of buying things for them. Let them decide what they want to drink beer wise. It's a good point. It's a good point. I always buy just beer just for myself. And (laughs) (laughs) so they can have as much as whatever I have. That's fair. I do that. But yeah, and I. Yeah. I definitely do give like little like bonuses here and there. If I have extra cash, like if there's some good orders, cause like a couple of our, uh, a couple of the grocery stores that we sell shit to, they, uh, pay in cash. And you know, that's like, I don't report that. And that just mostly goes to oh, paying wow. their wages, but. Yeah. I mean, for extra money, I, I think the only, I think like, here's the thing about jobs where people are doing stuff for extra money. They regulate the boss better than, most because I mean, you can't really be a dick to this person because they can fucking, they don't need you. You need them more than they need you. Whereas like when it's their full time job. Yeah. So you're, you're pretty well regulated if they keep coming back. I mean, they're my friend. It's like my good friend. I've got, it kind of alternates between two people I work with and, but, but uh, yeah, you know, I just, I do the best that I can to be as understanding as possible, and I, I I don't bitch or anything, and I try to do all of the annoying shitty work. But oh, and also, can I tell you? Here's another big thing. I don't know if you've ever done this. You don't strike me as the type of fellow that would do something like this. Don't come in there in a bad mood and start yelling at people. 
That's another thing. I mean, Brett's yeah. got a story about that that'll blow your fucking mind. Well, it, it's a big story. But yeah, when you come in there, and that's how I quit too. When I quit the, uh, the, when I worked at a deli and I quit, it's like he came in a bad mood every day. He's fucking screaming at everybody all day. And he finally got to me and he finally got to screaming at me. And I told him to fucking eat shit and threw salad dressing <laughs> at him and left. And like, uh, um, oh, yeah. 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 So I wouldn't actually, yeah, I would say for me, I am a bad boss. I'm, I'm not good at it. And uh, I do get mad about shit a lot and get overwhelmed and, uh, have a tendency to like publicly just say shit's fucked up and other people think it's, I'm mad at them all the time. Uh, but just frustrated so that doesn't help and also the other thing is like if you're hiring somebody the biggest thing if you small if you're a small business person is you can't expect your employees to give a shit about it at all say they, they just need dedication. To, yeah. they need yeah they don't care they're not like unless you're doing like a sweat equity or they're becoming a founding member like you're making all the money and you you have enough to pay them they just need to move move the stuff if you need whatever moved or bottled or canned or whatever <laughs> I mean, I if it's it. a fair deal, it's a fair, de fair deal. I would also like work with my friends for 15 bucks an hour. I would sit around and drink beers, you know, two days a week if, if I needed the extra money. And I, I'm an extra money needing guy. <laughs> Brett, I like that you immediately, the first thought he had, the first thought Brett had for what they do is he was like, and if you need them to move hay, they move hay. Like <laughs> Brett sees a farm at some place where you just move hay. I meant waddle and hay over here, all right? Oh. Did I say hay? No, it sounded like you were about to say like when they move, when they move hay. And then I was like, "Did he thinks they move hay?" And I'm like, "Brother, I can't make fun of you because I figure they all move hay too." I mean, farms are big hay businesses. I guess crates of beer. I don't know. Or what, <laughs> is it a? Are you, oh, it's. A, are you at a farm? Yeah, he said he's at a farm. Yeah, oh, like a, I thought you a, made beer. I got confused with the beer farm. and the farm. Okay. No, okay. We, I just thought I, I have an indoor farm, and I rent space from a distillery that makes beer and cider and booze and shit so that's that's, that's a fair mix up but yeah so it's not a heavy it's, hay it's business you you're not in the hay business no 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 <laughs> we're moving like 30 pounds of herbs and microgreens and shit but it's good to know mm. that you think that being a bad boss is being like a huge asshole because i think being a bad boss is i can't i i have a hard time making sure things get done <laughs> yeah I, I do too yeah, but it's hard, to, it's hard to stay on top of stuff. <laughs> and especially if you're mentally fucked sometimes, you know? Because well, it's like me and the homies, and we're just like fucking around. And I, like my dog's there. He's a puppy. So like we have to take like playing fetch breaks and shit sometimes. But see, that's like yeah, a tech bro a bad thing. Boss that's, like, like, that's not a real perk. Go ahead. Just joking. It, it's not a real job. It sounds it's like things are going well. Yeah, it sounds like you're doing a good yeah. job as a okay, boss. Yeah. It's just you have to understand, again, what Brett said, actually, <laughs> about, like, you know, these people, these people are, like, they're your friends, but in the end, it's like, this is our extra money job. And, I mean, that's, like I said, I think that regulates you pretty well in that, like, you know, you can't get yelled at. I mean, you're not going to be able to yell at them or get away with too much with them, especially if they're friends. And and again, we don't even know how you yell. You know what I mean? Like, oh, do I you don't. ever? I do don't. You, you don't yell at all, like in life. 
at all? Are no. you not a big yeller? Yeah. So like, there you maybe, go. Like, You're I, safe, I will dude. Scold, I'll scold my dog, but that's about it. That's as far as it gets. People, the bad bosses that exist, seriously, and this is no bullshit. Like, I think that you know you're not a great boss when, when, like, they're yelling. Like, bad bosses yell a yeah. lot. Yeah. Like, I have been yelled at by a lot. Like, almost every bad boss I've had has yelled at me more than once. And, like, uh, I think okay, that, yeah. like, the biggest crime you can or sin you can commit is uh, uh, yelling at an adult like that you have authority over because it's like just that shit's humiliating and, and bad. So it doesn't sound like you're doing that. I think you're a good boss. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. <laughs> and I just went, yeah, don't even go for boss. I don't even take the title. Just be just like these they You're paying Me some of people to help you out, yeah. paying buddies to help you out. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm trying to do. Cause I, I don't appreciate being anybody. I've never had a good boss. Really. I, I hate, I hate the implication of being somebody's boss. Like I don't, I don't want to have the power to take somebody's like money away from them. You know? Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're good. I think you're good. And, uh, okay, thank you great. for calling. <laughs> have a sweet right, night. Have a, have a good night. one. You're a sweet boy. You seem like take a care. sweet boy and we're going to let that go. Brett, you got to <laughs> tell them, you got to tell them that story. I think you've told it a few times, but Wait, I like what story? It. The uh, 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 Plato's Closet story. They, they're asking oh, for the story I said about yelling bosses. Yeah, and, and I said, Brett's got a good story about that. So, oh, man. Yeah. Um, this was, I worked at a used clothing store, resale clothing store, um, like at the end of high school and then into that summer. So, and, and I was 18 at the time, and all of us were 18. Uh, so, and there was a crew of us, there's probably like nine people. And we were, we all hung out together. It was like the best setup. We would go do all kinds of shit and we knew each other from school and everything. So there was a lady that owned the place. Uh, her name was Lynn and she would get drunk sometimes and show up on like Friday and Saturday nights, like right before close and just try to do like a, just check in on everybody. Like just come, come in and being like, what's this? What's that? Why am I looking? Why am I seeing this? And she would, she would do it a lot. Um, and we heard about it. Uh, and I never, I was never there for it. And then, um, so then, yeah, that sorry, is I'm so small business tyrant -y to me though, is to get drunk and then fucking come in and scream it. That is like a person I'm this, I, I, this is a person who got a job so she could scream at people is what it sounds like to me. Yeah, she was like the owner of the store or something. I don't know if she owned the franchise or if she owned the whole thing. I don't know how that worked. Um, she felt like she had the right to go do that, though. So one time she comes in on a Friday night and she was such an asshole. She looks at everybody. We're just sitting there like, you know, doing hacky sack, just uh, probably playing Game Boy Advance, uh, listen to music really loud. And she looks at us and nobody moves. And she goes, scatter. Oh. She tells everyone and people get up and start moving. And I just like stare at her with the coldest look and I slowly start to move away. And then she goes to the back and she takes the manager back there and she just starts saying, why are there summer clothes on the wall? It's the summer. Why aren't this out there? And she's just grabbing and she's just going summer, summer, summer. She's like grabbing boxes, 
throwing shit and it's just like bursting everywhere created this huge fucking mess um so at the end of the shift uh we all left we all we, I, we all decided to quit basically everyone that were there we we called each other on the phone we we're like we're not coming back you shouldn't come back either and we got everybody to quit all together um but at the end of the night you're supposed to leave a voicemail with the um the totals for the day and my friend called and was like lynn today the register so-and-so came out even x amount of dollars was deposited uh and you know what you can scatter on my dick <laughs> <laughs> which didn't make sense but it seemed sweet in the time and we were 18 so oh yeah you know and uh so then and then she, he was like we all fucking quit and then uh we we signed a note and signed it on and said we had people like other employees come and drive over and uh, sign it you know that's so, so that sick. everybody was there and we left her right on the main counter and she had nobody to work yelling scatter is that Crazy. is like treating yeah. you like bugs yeah that is i i i just i i've never heard of i mean like that isn't something that you could even say to kids really like come come screaming out of your house yelling scatter to a bunch of kids you know yeah yeah it just it's a crazy fucking thing to do i know so mean it's the, yeah. as mean as possible i'm so glad you guys quit on her because that's that is the meanest boss i mean like i said the 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 salad dressing story that i did at and I, I worked at this place uh i would have to fill up these ramekins of salad dressing like lots of them at the end of the day as part of a thing and uh my boss was yelling he was in a bad mood he was yelling at everybody i went to set the ramekins down on a table so that i could uh um put them in a refrigerator i set them down and then go to put them in a the refrigerator uh he goes what are you fucking stupid and i was like what and he's like what are you fucking stupid there's a piece of raw meat there it was the a fucking little tiny piece of raw meat it was like nothing and uh he was standing across the table from me so <laughs> i just pushed the salad dressing across the table and went all over his legs and his shirt and i was like i quit and then i also went into the uh, um i also actually ended up going into the uh, uh the front part of the uh restaurant and screaming about how the guy's an asshole to his workers <laughs> so yeah yeah i don't like getting yelled at. I'm, I'm just getting yelled at is that's for the birds man i can't believe i it sucks that there are people out there that that sort of have to get yelled at because you know uh, they figure out how to trap them so that they don't have anywhere to go yeah i mean i think that uh the promise of every business owner is that uh every plebe has their back against the wall so they're going to be desperate for your a job and they'll do whatever fucking dysfunctional shit you want to them yeah you're allowed to be a prick to everybody if you want to fuckers right. man all Next right call. let's get another call yeah Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, this is Jay oh. in Pittsburgh. What's up, Jay? How's it going in Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Oh, it's okay. It's pretty okay. I feel a kinship to Ohio people being so close to it. But um, let's see. Uh, sorry, I don't have any stories about me getting arrested by my parents or having anybody else my parents <laughs> call the cops on. Uh, well, we wouldn't my expect that. Yeah. Um, I did have a funny little anecdote I wanted to share with y'all in your audience about uh, being a cis dude who is married to a trans woman. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, and I'm going to ask you at the end, I think, for recommendations for some like sort of cool, healthy food in Columbus. But I'm going to give you time to think about that. Oh, uh, while okay. I tell you that we are we are uh, going to Columbus this week uh, to have her first uh, consulting appointment with uh, the doctor that is hopefully, if all things go well and the insurance stays put, is uh, going to be doing the bottom surgery. Nice. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Neat. I didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we have and it's a really lot of hospital stuff here because I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nothing is unimportant. All right. Okay. Sorry. Um, so it's weird to be looking into doctors for bottom surgery because, uh, a lot of them have, you know, on social media and on Reddit and stuff, people post like, Oh, here's my, you know, three months after the procedure with Dr. So-and-so and these women are posting pictures. So mm-hmm. we're looking through like different results from XYZ <laughs> surgeon and uh-huh. it's weird to be shopping around for vaginas. Yeah. Um, well, and, yeah, I mean, and my wife, yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's a matter of skill though. I mean, I think that you would, I would, you know, that's, I would make the choice based upon, you know, success and yeah, you know, how happy, yeah. how if happy people are afterwards and not go. Yeah. Um, but that leads to weird conversations and there's some embellishment for comedic effect, but my wife will be asking me like, okay, does this look good to you? And I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) And she's asking like, well, what kind of pussy do you think would be good? And I'll say, (laughs) this is kind of your decision. I don't think I should be deciding this. And she says, well, you know, the whole goal is for me to just have the pussy, but you're the one that's going to be like looking at it and getting the (laughs) mileage out of it. Uh, I don't yeah. I I don't know what I look for in a pussy. So I'm I'm like sitting here listening to you. I'm like, I don't know. I don't fucking have any idea what I, I look don't know for either. in a pussy. <laughs> I don't think any of really know. like introspective about it. Um because it's like, okay, what kind of pussy is good do you think? And I don't know, like a big one? <laughs> She's like big, like gaping, and I'm like, no, like puffy, I guess. Is that good? Nice. Just a nice one? Is there a so nice like, one? Hey, can I get I a like nice ice. one? <laughs> like, uh, do they have, like, wets? Is there extra wets? Do we have a slight... Like, you're going yeah, to a Thai restaurant you and you get how many peppers? How many peppers from one to seven? But, like, how many, you know, gushy symbols? I don't know. I'm making shit up yeah, now, I, but... It's, I, it's interesting, wacky times. Yeah, I mean, I gotta say that I... um. I think that all pussies are good. I've never met a bad one, to be honest. I mean, I'm I'm happy to just see one yeah, or be involved with one. So <laughs> really, preferences does not matter. I mean, usually it's like it's it's really attached to the person for me. Yeah, of yeah. Course. I mean, but like, I, I good think if good pussy asking. comes from the good pussy comes from the person, not from just yes. like the 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 biology. Yeah, but I I can't of see course, like where it's like you're getting this thing done. And it's like, well, I gotta. Somebody's asking for your your help with it. Somebody you care about is asking for your help with it, and it's just like, I mean, it's one of those with me. I think if I had to answer that question, I'd be like, hey, man, whatever makes you happy, whatever kind of pussy makes you happy, yeah. makes me happy. You know? Yeah, I would say it's not your decision to make. I would refuse to make the decision. And and uh, yeah, there's no there's no good or bad, and they need to take. 
power over their own pussy because you do not want to get into the thing of letting men have any control over that. It's a bad idea. That's a fair point. <laughs> That's fair an advanced enough. form of like the, you know, men having control over your reproductive is like literally down to the size and shape. No, that would be. A <laughs> well, I mean, also yeah. just don't do shit for men. Even if it's your fucking, you think your soulmates, like don't do anything <laughs> for a man. Ever. I'll tell her that. I'll let her know. I like it. I like that. Um, so you're coming down to Columbus and you want to know where to get food? Yeah, because, uh, another part of getting ready for the surgery is getting below a certain maximum BMI. So we are oh, no. doing some intermittent fasting. We're eating quinoa and shit. Uh, we're getting fit. Uh, I mean, if, are you vegan? Are you doing the vegan thing? No, nope. No vegetarian. Uh, maybe, but we're eating chicken and stuff anyway. Protein right. is also yeah. important. I mean, I mean, it's protein. so hard. It's so hard to eat at a restaurant and healthily, especially if you're asking me, the guy that <laughs> yeah. eats the least healthy stuff in the world. <laughs> anytime he goes to a restaurant is just looking for something bad. Uh, but I mean, there is, there are a few like, I mean, Brett would know good vegetarian restaurants because he's a vegetarian so he could help you get something healthy i'll, I'll never know anything how i was going to tell you hot chicken takeover but that's hot chicken that's not even good for you you know i mean i would say if you're coming up for a celebration just eat something don't restrict what you eat i mean if you're eating healthy at home you know just doesn't matter oh fusion okay you know you go eat a fusion it's like a fucking chipotle sushi joint don't eat a fusion i like it i eat it all the time that's my healthy dinner <laughs> right sushi there. co if you want to go get sushi i like that sushi co place um i'll go to sushi co next time it's gonna it's like five times the price of fusion <laughs> oh no i can't go oh, there yeah. ever well we will be up if the doctor we're going with is in columbus we'll be you know down and back to columbus a couple times so yeah, I'm taking, yeah. I'm taking I notes mean, of all these. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a, yeah. I, I mean, Brett is right, too, though. Like, uh, one or two days isn't going to knock you off the wagon at all. Of course, what this I will be a, a cheap day when we do the road trips. Yeah, not, yeah. Um, so, I would say there's a good place called Afro Grill. That's the one. They do, they are like Chipotle of African food, and it fucking rocks. It started here. There's only two of them. And uh, <laughs> that's the one I eat a lot of if I only want to spend, a, you know, $11 on lunch. We got mad Chipotles of stuff. Mm -hmm. We got the Chipotles of everything. <laughs> Pyongyang, Jim. Okay. Here's the yeah. thing that people say about me now that he said, just type in best sushi in Columbus. I don't just type it. <laughs> I, I'm trying not to do the best stuff anymore. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean I still don't. But I am trying to... Brett said something to me the other day that kind of kind of blew my mind. And he said, uh, I, you know, I'm not using Yelp no more. You know, I'm using fucking Google now. So now I'm using Google. Like he changed me, influenced me. Now I'm using fucking Google to read reviews. I'm done with Yelp. He's one of those podcast I think the influencers. That, well, and, and I, dude, here's the thing. I think that the people that review stuff on Yelp are the worst people in the world. Like yeah. that is where the worst people do their work. They're like people who like fucking want to be the fucking food critic from Ratatouille. 
<laughs> then my life is a movie, people. Yeah, and I can't. I just can't do that. So now I'm a Google guy, and I feel like I've had like such better experiences because motherfuckers will just be like, they'll show you food, right? They'll you'll get to see some pictures of the food, but then it's just like a person who isn't a writer that it just must have popped up on their phone when they were done and they were just like i don't know it was good and i'm like okay that means it's good so i mean i just like that you don't have to sign okay, in or anything you can just hit hit up or down google it up google it up okay. but yeah um, i'll go on google you can message and, me uh, too and after we uh go through the after we go through the bottom surgery, I'll be sure to be posting pictures on Google so everyone can get the real reviews about you where to, to get Google. the good pussy in Columbus. It's the new Google yeah, thing, man. Google is the thing these days. But uh, I appreciate yeah. you calling. Right. Good luck. Let us give yeah, us a call. Uh, shoot me a DM on Twitter if you want other restaurant <laughs> recommendations. Give me time to thank you, <laughs> Winky. Peace. Okay, excellent. God, Thanks. Have a good night, guys. So funny, Brett. Yeah, I didn't tell you this, but I'm a Google guy now. Mr. Googs. That's where I get all of my information on what restaurants to eat at. And it worked. It's worked so good for me. Yelp doesn't even have like three of the taquerias that I go to. They don't even have like a page on Yelp. There's not even recommended to you, you know, like, so you don't even know they exist if you only use Yelp. That's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, I only used Yelp since 2009, I think. I've been a Yelp guy. This yeah. is very recent. It was like three weeks ago you said it, and I was like, yeah, I'm a Google guy now. I, I, I Google stuff. And now I'm acting all smart about it too, you know? Yeah. Although I don't, I still, I have a really bad habit of this, and I got to stop doing it. Uh, I do check Rotten Tomatoes for movies, and if they have a bad tomato score, I won't watch it. I just won't watch it. I'm just like, I'm really? not going to watch that. Yeah. I haven't watched a movie with bad Rotten Tomato scores in a I, very long time. Don't you only watch bad movies? Well, every movie gets a good score. Like every blockbuster movie gets a good score these days. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because I don't know why, but they all get like a good score. And, and yeah, I, everything I watch now has to be like certified fresh is my rule. And I wow. know that's bad. That's bad because there's so much stuff out there that like is misunderstood and it's time. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, you always hear the stories about Scarface and, and like a few of those other movies getting bad reviews when they came out and it's like, why won't I listen to myself? But I can't, I, it's gotta have good reviews. And, and again, some of the worst movies I've ever seen had were certified fresh. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I I I don't check that anymore. I just check. I do. I check. I do, I do the same thing. I see if Google people liked it. Like oh, I said, I, I think it's it. simple and easy. Anybody can do it. Um, thumbs up, thumbs down. I do the audience score if I look at Rotten Tomatoes. I don't um, trust Google for movies or TV shows. I don't know okay. why. I see that Google score. Also, I see that Metacritic score, and I'm just like, I nope, don't trust it. Don't trust it. I gotta see that tomato. I gotta see what that tomato looks like. And I don't even know why, when this happened, you know, even, even the fact that I think the Rotten Tomatoes is bullshit, I still can't like, I'm just like, well, let's just, let's check the score and see what's doing, you know? I mean, I watch so few movies, like I'm stoked and I really want to see it. So I don't really, I don't really have a problem of like trying to find a movie. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of movies anymore either, but I don't read. Yeah. yeah. I just like to watch stuff and be done with it. But I was really into being like Intelligistia. Intelligistia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I talked about that on uh we, we might even talked about it like there's this period in the 2010s where I wanted to be a genius and see all the smart movies. Yeah. Yeah. And then something happened to me. I I fucking went and saw the movie Get Smart with The Rock and Steve Carell and I was like, "That ah, wasn't bad." And then I decided I just liked every movie I see. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'm I'm pretty precious with my picks. Although I do watch a lot of I watch a lot of trash though too. It's not like I I'm not just looking for like the best. I watch a lot of uh like horror movies and scary Terry's and stuff. Scary Terry. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, okay. Uh, now sleaze the memes is like reactionaries brigade audience scores. And I'm like, thank you. You can't trust no scores ever. There's no good scores. You just have to watch the movie from here on out. I'm kidding. Thanks for calling street fight. What's up, guys? Who are we Bear. talking to? Bear. Bear. Hey, how's it going, Bear? Oh, it's going. I mean, it's going. Not too, too great, but not too bad either. I don't guess. It's just going. How? How? So, uh, what's going on? What's up? How's How's Chili's life? Oh, the Chili's life is getting better. Weirdly, um, one of the is just stop hiding the fact that he does a lot of drugs. So you giving us drugs? Fantastic. No, your manager's giving you drugs. You're cutting out a little bit, Bear. I'm sorry. I don't know if like you're in a bad cell place or something like that, but your manager's giving you drugs now? Yeah. Oh, no, we're losing you, Bear. We're totally losing you. Yeah, you're gone. You are. I'm almost there. Hold on. As soon as I get out okay. of the Okay. Okay. We can hold on. Oh, my God. The uh, perks of jobs these days are getting so out of hand. You get free um, collector's edition IPAs, drugs, anything you we want. Should, we should get a hold of that other person and be like, hey, Bear's boss giving them drugs. That's probably right. what could make you a good boss, I think. You take the Bear's boss challenge okay. and just drop a Xan on them. Okay, I think you're better now. We're back. Okay, cool. I'm about to fall into my driveway. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Fresh. Oh no, we lost you again, Bear. Um, goodbye, Bear. Bear, call back. Bear. Call back when you're there. Oh shit! Fuck. I, uh, Jason, you got to fix the host connection. I. Shut Jason, the wrong one down. You got wait. Can I? Can I answer the call? I think oh, I can I? do it. I can do it. You can. No, no. Yeah. I I turned off the Jason's call into the the program. Oh boy. Okay, Jason. The, get us back the in other. there. He's probably Please. not here. He's here. He's somewhere. I'll text him. Uh, we bullshit here. Uh, Jason, Jason, where did you go? We need you. I got it. I got it. I'm texting now. All right. Perfect. Um, I don't know what to say. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I really fucked up on that 
where to eat place. I honestly, I've also with the same with the, the Yelp thing and the same with the Rotten Tomatoes thing. I, I do not chase down like the newest places or the hottest foods or like everybody's going to, I have like my favorite, I have my favorite, like American Chinese place. I have my favorite, you know, uh, more experimental, you know, authentic, I guess, you know, not really a thing, but I, and then like, I have an Indian play. I mean, I, I just order the same, same six places. Like quarantine really just made me be like, this is my favorite Euro. This is my favorite fucking Euro. This is the place I get it from. I'm not going to like be convinced to try anywhere else. And I'm really, I'm like becoming a neighborhood guy too. Cause everything is like nearby. Like it's just the closest one that is also good. That's like, that's my new get down. We're back. We are back. We'll take a oh, call. God. You're right. Fellow worker, because Brian was a gentleman, didn't call it out. That was a rare Brett flub. I, no, I don't call out flubs. I think flubs are good. Flubs are perfectly fine with me. I don't even think they exist, really. Flub a dub a dub dub. Been so uh, long since I've flubbed. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? I hope we get bareback. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Greg in Seattle. Bareback. What's up, Greg? How's it going? Going all right. Just heading home for the day. Just spent the, the day floating down a river with some friends. Ooh, fun. Oh, people that get to float down rivers. I mean, we have a river you can float down, but it has doo-doo in it. And it says, don't touch the water. But you're allowed to float <laughs> down it if you want to. You can get on one of those gimmicks. Sure. That, uh, you know those things that people stand up on? And they like paddle, you know, yeah, what I'm talking about. Pa- yes, yes, yes. That's I can't believe I didn't know the day, but, but, uh, you can do that or you can <laughs> kayak, but they don't want you just sitting in a tube floating because oh, no. yeah, you can do that. You just got to drive like 30 minutes away, like Trapper John's. Like there's plenty of places 45 minutes away from Columbus where you can get kayaks and tubes and float down a river all day long. That's fair, but there's like a lot of places where you can float down a river right downtown. You know what I'm saying? Where? Like Asheville. Uh, 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 what's that really? other place I went to where you could, yeah, you can float in a river in Asheville. Like right there downtown. They got like bars along the fucking thing and taco places. There's also a place. I would never Milwaukee. float. I would never want to fucking float in my bathing suit down a fucking patio of bars of people just fucking staring at me while they're smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I I think the country is is a much better scenario for for me. <laughs> well, I, I mean, my thing is just like they. I think you can do it in Milwaukee too. I just I wouldn't. I don't like getting wet. I, I wish I liked to get wet. I wish it was like a guy that liked to get wet. Other than I take like a six minute shower. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I take like a six minute shower and I don't get wet any other time because it's like fuck uh-huh. this shit, man. I hate swimming so much. I hate like when my clothes are wet. Like that's the other thing. We were watching that Jerry and Marge movie last night and the guy decides he wants to try to use his boat, but he don't know how to use it. So he like backs the boat into whatever the body of water is and his pickup truck. And then he gets out of the pickup truck and his shoes and jeans and steps in the water up to his fucking knees and i had to look away i was like oh man it was ruined the whole fucking day is ruined now for this guy leave just leave him out on the boat let the sun dry him no you can't do that you can't because you're then you're naked 
You can't be naked on the boat. I guess you you could be bottom naked and leave your top on. You could porky pig it on a boat, I think. I don't think Yeah, you can hurt. do all kinds of fun stuff on a boat. Depends on how far away you are. You're probably not yeah. on the bucket leg. <laughs> yeah, well, you could. I you know, if you had a tall boat, you got to get a tall boat, I think is what we're saying here. Uh so what's up, Greg? Mm. Uh, well, I was actually calling to talk to you guys about some union shit, if you were willing to let me rant for a second. Go yeah. for it. Go for it. Hell yeah. So, I'm in the Longshoremen Union over here in Seattle, ILWU, Local 19. All right, we know uh, that. We know uh, those this. letters. Sure. Yeah, uh, International Longshore and Warehouse Workers Union. Cool. Fresh. The cool guys. And gals and non-binary yeah, pals. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, but the reason I was calling was I was wondering if you guys knew about Bloody Thursday. Uh, it's a union holiday for us. We observe it on July 5th every year. No, oh, never heard. Never heard of it. So I'll, I'll give you the quick and dirty version. Basically, back in 1934, our hiring process was all kinds of fucked up. It was called the shape up. And basically dudes would show up to the port and the bosses, not, not even our bosses, but the shipping lane bosses would stand on a platform and look down on us. And they go, you, you, you get to work. And they also had something called the sons list where they say, Oh, Hey, that's Bill's kid. Send him out for the good shit. And Worse than that is that some of like a lot of the dudes to get a shift, they would force them to like for bribes and to like fucking prostitute their like wives and daughters and shit. Like just all kinds of nasty, disgusting shit. And yeah, like it is. Sorry, I I get a little emotional about this sometimes. But uh, all that to say in 1934, uh, all of the longshoremen that weren't you know, sons listening anything, said, fuck this. I banded together and went on strike. And cool. I think that was in May of 1934. And it was a three month long strike. And there was all sorts of assaults and shit. There was like, you know, strike the entire West coast. There were uh, San Diego, San Pedro, uh, Smith Cove, Vancouver, like everything shut down. And there were strikes for three months. And there were, the cops came in there, beat everyone, and over the course of three months, there were like hundreds of people wounded, but six people were killed. And it all culminated on July 5th, uh, when down in San Francisco, uh, our union was on strike in front of our hall, and a car, an unmarked car, pulled up, and cops jumped out with shotguns and just started firing into the crowd. And they murdered two union members and actually another man who he wasn't part of the union. He was a non-union communist. He was there as a cook. He was cooking for the strikers and he was murdered. Um, Holy shit. Anyway. So that was July 5th, 1934. And on that day, after the murders, the entire city, San Francisco, all the unions went on strike. It was a general strike, and that's what fucking broke the corporations and allowed us to win our strike victory. 
was when the rest of the city said, fuck this, give them what they want. And so after that, we earned what's called the hiring hall. And we're now able to dispatch ourselves to the port. The bosses have nothing to do with it. And we awesome. earned that through blood. And yeah, no, I feel like the state of the country now, like it's, it's blood. That's the only way that's going to change anything. And I don't know or when, but I've, I am blessed to live a life because of people dying for me. And so now in a time when shit's going to happen, I'm ready to die for people. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm not great that you're ready to die or anything, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> and uh, I don't that's a pretty incredible cry. story. <laughs> and I hope I do actually, I, you know, I wish we could figure out a general strike. That That is just always been the holy grail to me. And it, it's like, that's it's it. the fucking move we have to make now, right? Like this, that, mm -hmm. anything we do that's not that, is not going to do it it's gonna have to take sitting down and dropping everything yeah. and saying like y'all need to fucking fix this or get bent well we would probably say fuck off i don't think we'd yep. say get bent we're adults <laughs> you know back then they probably did they said get bent see <laughs> <laughs> that's how they, they talked about that <laughs> <laughs> you'll never take me alive copper <laughs> that's incredible that that's a really incredible story yeah, yeah i mean i feel i feel um, I, I feel I similarly i was gonna say i feel similarly in that i, I listen to like trillbillies and you know they all say like they're cowards and they're just gonna go to a bunker or something or defect um but i i do believe in people rising to the cause i mean i i i think maybe it's too comfortable now and i'm i'm not an accelerationist so i don't want things to get bad I'd, I'd love to turn the ship around but um whenever it, and whenever shit crashes um people are kind and people are good and that's what makes us like yeah. winners because we're betting on how people are um and fascists think that people are gross disgusting bugs and need some of them need to be killed um, and they're wrong and it creates division and hatred and all that shit. So, um, but regular people, um, are ready to risk it all already. I mean, we had somebody, we had a young girl that died, uh, during the protests, the George Floyd protests here in Columbus from getting tear gassed to death by the police. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, I, so, uh, if, if I can go on a quick last tangent about the strike, one of the guys who was killed, his name was Vicky Parkers. He was 20 years old and he joined mm -hmm. the union on March 14th or May 14th. And he went down to join the strike lines and he was killed the next day. He never worked a shift. Jesus. Jesus Christ. That's so the sad. Police. Or, police. I mean, yep, Pinkerton in the chest on oh. the strike line. God, I fucking hate the police and, and they never we always know they're the bad guy there's never that's always the thing i have with libs is like come on man name one time in history where the police weren't the bad guys you know i guess robocop that's right. not even in history but the police sure. are the good guys <laughs> at robo but most of the police are also bad the only good cop is robocop really i'm sorry i watched robocop today now i'm like <laughs> he's the only cop i can think of in my head <laughs> i mean i guess ross 
<laughs> like if we had stupid cops like Roscoe P. Coltrane, I'd be fine with that too, you know, but we have stupid cops that are absolutely fucking murderous and that's a bad combination. I do not like that. So that's all. That's why they're all bad. There's not a good one really. Yep. Yep. Well, thanks yep. for calling in. That was great. Do you got anywhere where people can find you? Besides floating down uh, a river? I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I'm in Seattle. I'm on Twitter at get him, get him to the Greg. Uh, if you want, I don't really post anything interesting, but feel free to hit me up there. Um, Everybody says yeah, that. Um, I just wanted to say to you too. I, <laughs> I started listening to you guys when you did that uh, little thing for Chapo's anniversary a year or so ago, and you guys are great. Oh, thank you. I appreciate oh, wow. it. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for calling in. Thanks. Oh, yeah. bye bye. We love you. I just right telling then. guys you love them like that. Like that. I'm, I mean, that is a good story. You don't. They, I mean, I mean, back then everybody was about shit pretty much. You know, the bad guys were about shit. The good guys were about shit. And they were just like, I don't know. I mean, we disagree with each other. So we're going to have to shoot each other <laughs> or bomb each other. And now we're, you know, a little bit less about shit, I guess. I, I, I like, uh, not less. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just. I don't know. It feels I mean, the, like we're so the, far away from the the general strike world, and and I really do think that's what that's the solution. That's the big fucking solution is the general strike. Yeah, we should be doing our best to educate as many people about that about it because if you know whatever happens in the future, it would be a, a good thing to pull the trigger on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, also like 1930s is like so wild westy though, and you can't like the state apparatus wasn't as powerful, you know, and um, uh, also there was no cameras and no way of knowing who the fuck anybody was. You could literally just pretend to be somebody else, <laughs> forge yeah. documents. Oh yeah, town, make up a new identity. Yeah, me and Kate been watching this fucking. Oh, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's a uh, about it's a documentary about DB Cooper series about DB Cooper, but it's not about oh, yeah. DB Cooper. It's about these old men trying to figure out who DB Cooper is, and they're just harassing other old men and accusing them of being DB Cooper. Okay, <laughs> I love it. It's a bunch of old white men just fucking harassing each other. Seventy-five year old white men, like stand one guy's at work, and they're standing on the other side of the fence at his work. Like, why won't you tell us if you're DB Cooper or not? Not. <laughs> it fucking kills me it slayed me but like db cooper's story is like this motherfucker did this thing he's world famous and he fucking just disappeared maybe he's fucking dead maybe he's not dead but he he like was able to just disappear and like after being like you know after this whole thing happens and and like i as i started to watch the thing i got real conspiracy minded and like was like i don't think he i don't think it really happened like, I don't Any think there is a guy. No, I don't think there is a guy. It's all lore. It is. Okay. It, it's like Daniel Boone. He's like, or wait, is Daniel Boone real? It's like Johnny Appleseed. Let's just say, I think D.B. Cooper is like Johnny Appleseed. He just, 
he wasn't real. They just made the story up. It's a big CIA story. But I do love the idea of more series about old men accusing each other of stuff. They like they they like finally get this guy to talk to him. And they're like, "We'll give you a check for twenty thousand dollars if you say you're DB Cooper." He's like, "Well, I'd go to prison if I said I was DB Cooper." And they were like, uh, "No, we got two high-powered attorneys back in Washington that'll." that'll help you out it's like why <laughs> i don't trust you dude <laughs> like he, he just was like no he's like if i was db cooper it would be worth more than twenty thousand dollars too very yeah. strange show but i just loved how they were and and the guy that was a is this an amazon prime tv show that someone uploaded that they this made is netflix this is netflix a real show and it would be like the guy that is investigating one of the guys that's investigating it also is investigating the zodiac killer and he thinks okay. he found the zodiac killer so that's another guy he's accusing of some old crime <laughs> he's just a guy that accuses people of old crimes it's pretty sick it's very funny to me okay uh, but i to bring that up as in like in the in, in, in the 70s he did that shit in the 70s and either he died doing it or and they don't know who he was at all like they have no idea who the guy was and he was on an airplane when he did it so either he died doing it or he got away with it and nobody ever well, what is it? it what did he do oh db cooper he fucking uh hijacked an airplane and demanded two hundred thousand dollars and four parachutes and then jumped out of the airplane and just got away with it you know okay who cares? I don't know. <laughs> sorry, I apologize. No, sorry, sorry. No, I mean, I'm just like, I don't understand. Like, that doesn't seem so uh, outrageous to me, I guess. I mean, he got I mean, away with Like it. you said, I either he did or he didn't. Yeah, I guess I don't think they did. got away. I don't think it happened. I honestly don't think, think it happened. You think it's all fake? Well, I don't, I don't know if I think. Yes, I do. I think everything that happened before 1980 is fake basically okay. I mean, because that's what the point of what i was saying is like people could just lie and get away with it back then and maybe he did it maybe he did get away and the thing is i also said why are people trying to solve this crime by the way that was like sort of the main thrust i had when i watched it was like i don't i don't even fucking care if, like why would why would you spend one minute trying to figure out who this guy is these old men are getting close to death and they want the answer. They do. They really do. And they have like, uh, uh, um, they have conventions for it and shit. But I just love that. Like, it's a bunch of old guys, like over 60, just fucking chasing other old guys around and accusing them of stuff. It just, it fucking really, it made me so happy. Cause like one episode, they're accusing some guy. The next episode, they're accusing a fucking the history channel of looting with the FBI to hide the identity of DB Cooper. Oh my God. They're just old crazy men. That's all. All right. Uh, next cow. Thanks for going street fight. Who we're talking to you tonight. I'm back. It's bear. What's up bear. Hey, now you sound perfect. Perfect. Uh, oh no. Okay. I'm now Pyongyang Jim in the chat. Let me say this real quick. 
uh, uh, bear. Pyongyang Jim said, Brian just said I'm fake because I'm pre-1980. I was born in 1979. I'm saying that any of those fucking famous stories, those folklore stories that happened before 1980, I'm just as inclined to say they didn't happen. <laughs> They're the same as Pecos Bill riding a tornado. I just don't think they happened. So I don't know. Uh, so uh, what's up, Bear? How's it going? Oh, man, it's, it's going. My tire exploded today. That happened. Oof. Like what? You want to... Uh, uh, are you on a, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, uh, pickup truck or a regular car or, or like, I was just in my little, uh, I got, I got a little, I got a little mom car and I was driving down the road and I was looking for my vaporizer and then I looked back up and this car was like swerving over into my lane. So I tried to Ooh. swerve around them and the edge of the road just had a big dip in it and it smacked the inside of my wheel and just bent it up. And the tire like exploded off of it. Whoa, Jesus, man! You know, you, you when you drive like for long distances and, and shit like that, um, you'll see like blown up tires on the road, and you're like, "How the fuck did that happen?" Like, I'm always like, "How did that happen?" Uh, well, that's I always how. just assume it's a big truck. Yeah, they blow up. Uh, did you have a spare? I did have a spare. I had to like carefully edge my car up a hill and into the stranger's driveway. I just pulled in and then I went up and like tried to ask permission to use their driveway. And they're like, well, where's your car? And I had to tell them that it was already there and that I had already jacked it up. And I just like didn't want to get the cops called on me. <laughs> yeah. I think I don't, I, 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 were they nice to you? Yeah. They ended up letting me like use the driveway and then like, uh, come in and wash my hands and shit afterwards before I left. Damn, that's nice, though. That's like that's cool. an old, that's like old-timey right there. Then you come in and everything. I suppose they didn't, like, pull a gun on you. Uh, no, but, uh, I really uh, I really do live in the middle of nowhere. Like, I have to drive 20 minutes in any direction before I even hit, like, fast food. And if I want to go to an actual store or something, it's at least, like, 30 minutes away, which is really funny because I'm also only an hour and a half away from Atlanta. So, like, in a comparable time to going to the grocery store, I can just go to Atlanta. Damn. Damn. So, you're driving 25 minutes to get to Chili's. Yeah, I do. I drive at least 25 minutes every day. If there's traffic, it can take, like, 35. Damn, that's tough. That, that's a hell of a drive. Uh, my wife used to do 25 minutes every day that turned into like a lot more because there was traffic every day you know she works like regular people's hours so like you know you yeah. leave at eight in the morning and then you get off at five and you're stuck in a in a uh, uh traffic every day for like an hour and it was god commuting sucks when I used to work at the uh, Trump themed coffee shop that I talked about on here before, it took me an hour to get there. I was driving an hour up every day to make $8 an hour, steal some really like mid tier coffee, and go home. <laughs> so you were telling us your boss gives you drugs now. What's up with that? What's going on oh, there, Bear? Yeah, so he. <laughs> 
he came out back one night while a bunch of us were out there smoking and we kind of like hit it a little bit. And he's like, what if you, what if you just give me just a little bit, you know, it's been a long night. And we were like, okay. And slowly since then, he's just like stopped hiding it more and more. And like this last Saturday, I, I, uh, dropped out back to like take some trash off and at least four of the cooks were back there doing coke with them just like in the back storage room <laughs> uh-huh. that's incredible now I'm that like, is working at a restaurant like, right i was like man this really like went off the rails quick you went from like full professional to like screw it we're doing coke with the cooks <laughs> i mean that is the like that is the if you're not getting benefits like medical and shit like that, being able to do coke at work is like a pretty good. It's something, you know, and that's that's the thing you get when you work at a pizza place or a restaurant is you get to do coke at work and stuff. Sometimes one of my only if the manager is buying because you, you don't make it. enough money to unless you slang it. That's true. That's a good point. Good point. Uh, yeah, that's true. We can't. None of us can afford it on our salary. We are not making enough of that kitchen. <laughs> he needs to hook you up. He needs to be paying for the coke. Okay, you get him to call into this show, and we'll tell him he needs to be paying for the coke, and it needs to be in every shift. That I bet you everybody is like, oh man, I hope he's the manager tonight. Like I remember, we always had like four managers everywhere I worked, and I was like, there's only one that was like the best. And then the rest of them. Yeah, it's the same way here. Yeah, we got Tony tonight, man. This is the manager we all already want because he's the only manager that will actually like do real work, you know. Well, the other ones will just sit in their office and like complain that the kitchen's too slow, but he'll actually like get back there and cook with us when we need it. It's so funny the 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 restaurant thing where like. The fucking offices that they have at those restaurants are serious dumps. I mean, they don't, it's not like that. Yeah. I don't know why they always want to hang out in there other than because they don't have to work, but those offices are dumps. There's 60 boxes full of one little tiny room. Yeah. 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 You get one tiny room and half of its files. There's bank boxes. (laughs) Yeah. And a computer that is like 10 generations before. They've the internet on it. Still using Windows Vista. They got, they yeah, got oh, Internet Explorer and Windows Vista running on ours. Rollerball mouse. Yeah, and they're <laughs> fucking just in there the whole shift, the whole fucking shift because they don't want to work. And it's just like, I'll tell you what, I'd rather work than sit in that little room for fucking twelve hours. <laughs> Clicking oh, yeah. on Minesweeper. Like, yeah, a lot of those fucking rooms. A lot of those offices at restaurants, you can't even like lean back in your chair. They're not big enough that you could like lean back in your chair and lay down. (laughs) I had one that would always shut the door at Chuck E. Cheese. He would always be in there with the door shut. Mm. It's like, well, what's the goddamn point of you being here? Because he'd be like, if the door shut, don't bother him. It's like, well, what's the fucking point in having a fucking manager here if I can't say anything to you? But that place. Yeah, that's how they all are here. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Or and then nobody can go bother them, and then we have people that just decide that they're like the de facto manager of whatever now, which is kind of funny sometimes. They're like, you know, I know I'm getting paid the same as you guys, and I've been here less time than you, but I'm the manager right now. You know, I'm calling the shots. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's always so funny. You got I I had I at the uh Chuck E. Cheese, the guy would be in the in the office with the door shut. They had like three layers before you were allowed to go to the manager to ask a question. So like first you ask somebody with seniority over you, somebody that just been working there longer. You're like, hey, I got a question about this. If they can't answer it, there's a, a team lead, you ask him. And if he don't know it, you go to the kid check person, the guy in the front of the place that checks people in because he's been there the longest. And if that person doesn't know, there's the lead in the kitchen that you ask. And if he doesn't know or he or she doesn't know, then you can ask the manager. Then you can knock on the manager's door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> the chain of command to get to finally get an answer to your question. None of those people can answer questions. None of them can ever answer a fucking question right yeah, but uh good. yeah there's sitting well, in that crummy office what's really funny to me about that is like they're they're reached to the point where the manager is beyond just being like useless like they already are there's a point where they're like counterintuitive to being there because people will just be like oh well the manager is you know doing whatever and they're like lose well, motivation to work and so it just makes the kitchen run even worse. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense to have a boss at at like. You know what they should do at these places? This is for real too. This is no bullshit. The managers don't do anything anyway. They don't have any real fucking power. There should be a red phone on the wall in the back, and if you have to ask any question. You just pick it up and a person on the other end of the phone gives you the answer and you hang up. Because it's like, I don't want the manager micromanaging me and watching me all day. I do want to be able to ask a question though. I do want to be able to like get things cleared up. And I also, like that's the other fucking problem a lot of time is those motherfuckers, uh, you'll be getting screamed at by somebody and you'll be like, uh, they, they want to see the manager and they're like, um, I'm busy right now. I, 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 I can't talk to them. And then, then you got to go yeah. through several layers to get that. You, they never will talk. And like, that's their job. The only job for the manager at, at a restaurant, at a, uh, uh, any of these places, make the schedule and fucking, when somebody wants to talk to a manager, they got to go out there and be the fucking manager. See for for me what i've started doing right because i take uh i take mostly phone calls because i'm in to go most of the time now so if somebody wants to see the manager they're usually calling in and complain that we got their doordash order wrong or whatever so what i've started doing is just mm -hmm. telling them no just straight up they're like hey can we talk <laughs> to the manager and i'm like no and then i just wait for them nah. to say well okay then and like hang up because like what are they gonna do call again i'm the only person answering phones like they can't they're not gonna get past me I love that. Can I talk to the manager? No. No. Not going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> no. Not going to do it. Every once try. in a while, you got someone who's like, yes. They're like, yeah, I'm going to talk to a manager. I'm just like, no, you, you're not. You're really not. Not unless you drive up here. <laughs> like, you might get to talk to a manager if you drive here and fucking come in and tell them I won't let you talk to them. But I'm going to tell you, you don't get to talk to nobody. I decide who you talk to. Oh, that would be so fun to I decide I do who that. you talk to. 
I do that sometimes too. When people try to call in like a party of 40 or whatever for the next hour, they're like, I want to talk to the host. I got 50 people coming in. And I'm like, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> not even letting me get that far. You're done. <laughs> you just leave. Yeah. Cause if you let Stay the home, manager we don't want answer you. that. Yeah. If, if you let the manager answer that, you're fucking, you're doing it. You got to motherfucking do it. And that sucks. Uh, yeah, God, that's and, funny. And yeah. then I don't want to deal with the kitchen having to do that either. You know, like, because then the kitchen's going to complain all night and then I have to deal with that. Like, nothing good comes out I of mean, a big party. It's funny, too, because people do complain about, like, customer service and stuff like that. But most people that work customer service don't even really understand their power is that, like, if they call you on the phone, you get to decide who they talk to. That is like your bit of power and you right. should wield that if they're acting like maniacs. I'll tell you what really like makes me feel good is whenever I get to train a new employee, because I'm, I'm just kind of like the, the general like friendly guy on the to-go team. Everyone else is just kind of quiet. They're not as outgoing. So I'm usually the one who gets stuck training new people, but I just get to train them to like not do stuff and to yeah. refuse things the same way that I do. And usually they end up being fired, but it's still really fun while it lasts. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I trained a lot of people to fuck around at, at the cable company, and they got caught and fired. And sometimes mm -hmm. I felt bad, but other times it's like you know, you know what we were doing here, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, you knew we were. I'm always like this. honest. I'm like, if you, if you're a good employee, don't listen to anything I'm about to say. But like, if you want to be like cool and like want to be generally liked around here. You gotta, you gotta sneak around a little bit. Yeah, there's cocaine in it for you too. Don't even. That's what I would yeah. tell them. I'd be like, you know, if you're really good, you know, <laughs> might be some we'll cocaine all, involved. We'll all in take it. lines in the back later. Yeah, you gotta uh, be a really good employee. I guess you have to look them out. So, um, we uh, we have yeah. like the survey form. If you're under number seven, you don't get coke. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, if you're cool, you get Coke. So that's great. Well, Bear, I want to thank you for calling. It's good to hear from you. And it sounds like things are better, even though your, your tire blew up. But uh, you got to drive out on a donut for a while. Yeah, just until the next check. But I think that's Friday, so it should be good. Oh, I've been there, man. I have been there. Well, have a good, have a good evening, Bear. You too, guys. I agree with Peace. I agree with Scarab's Scarab's feast that like being on cocaine at work is a pretty bad use of it. Sure, but it's also like there is it's fun to be at work on drugs. I always like true. being on drugs. That's at work. true. I do too. Fair, it makes, fair it's enough. better than being not on drugs at work. All right. Uh let's see. Wait, did they oh there's one left. Last call. Last count. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Howdy, doody. Hey, what's up? You're the last one. The weed cat. What is up, really? weed cat? Yeah, your last call. No shit. Weed okay. Cat. Wow. I absolutely did not believe that uh, you guys were going to actually pick up. I'm actually laughing about restaurant computers right now because from the first call. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, okay. So I am currently just making dinner what are you guys like you guys how's the 
call-in show. I think we're doing pretty good. I uh, we're about to wrap it up and be done with it. That's always fun. Yeah, we could call so far. Else. All right. Well. Yeah, I, well, I uh, was just uh, thinking of you guys because was uh, cruising around earlier today, and then I was headed out. Did we lose you? Oh no. That's like the worst time to. Well, that's it. He hung up on accident, and uh, now we got zero calls, and we we can. Uh, well, let's take off call back. Let me. Uh, uh, I'm gonna just plug this real quick. I mean, you know, we can hang up. Was that? <laughs> I don't think he knew what he was wanted to call about. Yeah, probably. You're right. Uh, this Friday on the Patreon feed, uh, me and Brett talk about. Um, Red Dawn. And, uh, you know, you'll see how we felt about it. I mean, I, it's the new Red Dawn, by the way, where, where North Korea does it. Um, and uh, what was the word? Uh, what, what else did we do? We did that. And then next week, we got Nightmare on Elm Street. And then the week after that, I don't know what we have. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Total Recall. So, I hope you will enjoy that uh, Red Dawn show. It's very funny. Uh, Patreon.com slash Radio to get access to that $5 a month, get you a bonus audio feed. That's, that's what it is. I know some people don't understand how that really works, but you get an extra feed, so you'll have two street fights in your, in your podcasting app, uh, the regular show like you hear here, and then you'll get one, uh, one a week, the bonus. Um, we're also thinking about maybe, I, I think we should watch that anarchist show. Maybe we should do a, a live video watch. Like the old days. Uh, figure that out. And um, other than that, appreciate all the love and, and help and everything. And uh, Camp Shameless is still going out and about and still doing their thing. They're, they're, they're still around. So uh, please light them up with donations. Firstdeskcollective.org. Um, you can get access. Not access. <laughs> you can help support. It's a subscription. Access- <laughs> yeah, you get access to more information about people that help. And they're doing a cool, cool thing. And uh, I think we'll probably try to have Elizabeth and, and some people come on uh, in the future. But we want to shout them out. And we love all y'all that listen and support us for Street Fight. Peace. Yeah, man. You yeah, yeah. Know yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't not sure. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah. Welcome yeah, back. Yeah. Feel me? Yeah. Ah. yeah, 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 yeah. Chat, yeah, 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 yeah. I defend myself in court, this is sport I get signals from the source I can twist and I can tour I just feel like I'm a Porsche I'm Carrera, error, 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 error I defend myself in court, this is sport I get signals from the source I can twist and nick and torts I just feel like I'm a Porsche I'm Carrera, error, 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 error Lies to the judge, rain in the sky and the sea might rise with slice to the mud Slice to the flies from all kinds of demise reporting live from the hive and all sides of the sludge One deep meditate, one street separate, high to the crypts, goodbye to the bloods But it was the souls, the lords and GD Segregated by the street and the shy where I was, got wise to the nudge Why buy a tub when the buy you a flood, better buy you a sub 
How you gon' survive in the club? You gon' kayak it cuz when it rise up above And the waves come and push and the titles a shove What's an infrared dot to a whole dot gov? Look right in the eyes of a thug Look dumb street shit I don't apply to the plug in the court. This is sport I get signals from the source I can twist and I can talk I just feel like I'm a Porsche I'm Carrera, era, 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 era in court, this is sport. I get signals from the source. I can twist and nick and toss. I just feel like I'm a Porsche. I'm Carrera. Era, 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 era. Shots, headshots, cut off all my dreadlocks I ain't wanna head wash no more What you mean headshot? Nigga said headshots Nigga like a helmet with a GoPro But I mean go-go, 13 Genius cause the verse mean Remember we earthlings Nigga, can you put that in slow-mo? Hope so, headshots, brains in a pan So that's a no-no Might not get it, but it's dope though Matter of fact, local Surrounded by gang members and a lot of popo That's real, but it might sound like a joke though Never know, keep both sides in the chokehold I just wanted credit, used to sweat it like show clothes Now I don't even know who wrote those Maybe my ghost knows But we both cold And I used to write on my ghost flows Wrote each other solos. Now the nigga say he want co-pros. Money from the shows and rights to the logo. Do you want a lawyer? No ho. I defend myself in court. This is sport. I get signals from the source. I can twist and I can talk. I just feel like I'm a Porsche. I'm Carrera. Era, 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 era. I defend myself in court. This is sport. I get signals from the source. I can twist and nick and toss. I just feel like I'm a Porsche. I'm Carrera. Era, 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 era. Just like a Porsche, yes, it's Carrera. 